0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Man, I love the intro music. I'm Dr. Christian Conte. This is Emotional Management. It's a weekly checkup from the neck up. (laughs) Someday I'm going to learn how to sing in tune. That won't make everybody go running, and I'm going to sing in one of these intros. (laughs) If you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866-391-1020. Let's go to the phone lines. Lauren, calling from Florida. You're on emotional management.
1: Hi, thank you very much.
0: So glad to have you. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. And yourselves?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What's going on? How can I help?
1: Okay, so without getting into story and verbose, um, so my entire family... Um, holds a um, political and religious position and viewpoint that um, I have i have—I have run out of, um, you know, compassion and understanding and unconditional love, and um, I'm just really um, exhausted from trying to be empathetic and the bigger person and understanding and. Um, I'm full of resentment and and um, injustice and um, you know just just um, anger and hatred and you know just and and just just the, just baffled by you know their their context about religion right. and, and politics.
0: Yeah, yeah, it can be exhausting. The part one of the most difficult parts is when you have. People who demand that you must believe what they believe—I think that can be that can be taxing, especially on even family relationships. It sounds like you've been getting a lot of that, where you have to—is that what they want? Do they want you to? Do they want you to believe what they believe? Do they want you to think the way they think. Is that what they're looking for?
1: Yeah, and any any social isolation or or self distancing is. Um, bowing down to the demon of fear and worshiping the demon of fear and not living in faith. and
0: yeah, I can hear it. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah. It's like exhausting you even to your core. Um, and I feel that I feel, I feel you on that for sure. Listen, I think one of the things that, um, that has been freeing for me in my life that I, that I try to share with people is this, I, I genuinely have zero desire to convert anybody to what I believe. And I am absolutely irrefutably not going to buy into what someone else believes unless it absolutely resonates with me. And I think what happens is When people are really, really into their beliefs, they think, well, you should believe this, and they come at someone else, but the focus only becomes external when there's not peace internally. So here's the piece I want to arm you with. When they're trying to convince you and making you, you must do what I say, it's because they're not comfortable internally, because once you're comfortably internally, you're not trying to convert someone else.
1: You're able to just be with multiple uh, political and religious positions without resisting and defending and becoming aggrieved and defensive.
0: Yes, yes, that's it. Trying to be able to realize, like, look, I don't, I would love, it sounds like I like the things I believe. It's why I believe them. I kind of buy into what I believe. But the piece that honestly, Lauren, the piece that frees me is this. I'm okay if people don't buy into that. If somebody sees things differently, that's wonderful. And because I feel comfortable with this, whenever someone says I must believe what they believe, I say, teach me about it. Teach me about your perspective. But just because you're going to start talking doesn't mean I'm obligated now to buy into whatever you say. I just want to learn about your position. Oh, okay, so if I don't believe this, then what happens? Okay, that's cool. So you're saying if I don't believe what you believe, um, my punishment is eternal? Like, what is is it that my punishment is if I don't believe what you believe? And then I sit back and kind of listen, like, with awe. Like, okay, that's really cool. So you have a belief system that's set up that if I don't believe what you believe, I'm going to be punished a very long time for this. Wow, okay, all right. If that's what you believe, okay. I still love you. I just don't personally buy into that.
1: So separating the, um, the mental position and the viewpoint from the actual um, person.
0: Yes, that's it. See, that's brilliant right there, Lauren. You got it. Because when we can separate it from it and say, look, if someone really does believe, this is one of the reasons why wars are fought over beliefs. People genuinely say, well, if you don't believe what I believe, then you are ruining everything. And then they get really upset about it. And so if I start to argue that or if I would fight that, they would just fight back. But if I say, mm-hmm. wow, okay, cool. So teach me about that. Now, here's the difference. Once, And this is the part I want to reach in your heart and have you feel. Because once you have no desire to even convince them that they might be inaccurate. And here's my, my starting point, Lauren. I always say, maybe you are 100% right. But maybe you're not. And if you're not, it's not my job to convince you that you might not be. It's my job to let myself know that you might not be 100% right. Wow. I felt like
1: a heavy burden removed when you said that.
0: I'm so glad because that's exactly what I wish I could reach in your heart and have you lift. I don't want you to feel the burden of someone telling you You have to believe this, Lauren, or else you're wrong or your family's wrong. Like, no, okay, thank you so much. So that's what you believe. How awful would it be? Think about how trapped a person might feel if they truly believe that if others don't buy into the beliefs that they have, that those others should be punished awfully. Think about how awful of a position that must be to truly feel like people should suffer if they don't believe what you believe. I mean, for I, I kind of really, yeah, I kind of really feel for people who are who are stuck in that because that's a really awful position to be in. Here's a here's a divine being that says you must suffer forever if you don't believe exactly what someone else says, and there's such differences, there's so such minute differences within belief systems that people who have fairly similar belief systems will rip each other apart with anger and hatred, saying, "Well, no, you don't believe exactly the way I do, so you're wrong too." It's kind of like there's a lose-lose situation unless you absolutely buy into that one particular belief. And I'm talking about this across the board. This isn't any religion. This isn't one religion. This is, my goodness, is any, any faith. It's not even just religion. Honestly, Lauren, I'm about to help you be free from this if this works for you. Please tell me if this helps you. But it's honestly if somebody doesn't believe in anything because that's a belief too. So somebody says, nope, there's absolutely nothing, and that's the belief. Whatever people buy into, their desire to convince you comes from their own insecurities, not from some divine place. How's that sit with you?
1: I got that.
0: I I'd, I hate to see any. I hate to see you spend any time suffering because family members tell you you're wrong. Instead, I look at it like a giant box. You're on one side; they're on another. Hey, good for them that they're on that side, and good for you. You're on your side. But why should you be forced to see their side? Why should they be forced to see yours? I just want you to be comfortable with yours. And once you're comfortable with yours, and once you realize you don't have to make them see your side. You just know with certainty that you see your side and they see theirs. Does that does that provide a little relief for you?
1: Yes, yes, very much so, very much so. I've been searching for relief, definitely, because that's been the hardest thing during this whole thing. Is you know the the, the positions and the viewpoints and um,
0: yeah. I'm so glad you called in, Lauren. I appreciate you so much. Um, I'm sorry that, you're, that, you know, the family is being hard on you. I know we're up against a break here, but I definitely want to tell you thank you. I, you know, I'm always sending you much peace for sure. Um, but I definitely want you to move forward realizing that just because someone has a different perspective doesn't mean that your perspective, you don't have the same kind of validity to your own perspective.
1: Thank you so much for making the world a better place and what you do
0: for the least of these. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you so much, Lauren. I appreciate you a ton. I'm definitely sending you tons of peace all the way to Florida. Um, we got a whole lot more coming up for you on emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. 866-391-1020 is a number. Give us a call if you want to talk. This is emotional management on KDKA radio. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is emotional management. Emotional management. What the heck is that? We're trying to control our emotions. <laughs> My tagline has been for the last 20-some years, there are two kinds of people in the world. There are people who have issues and dead people. So if you're alive, you have issues. So do I. So does everyone. That's just life. Look. If you want to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. I'm Really, I like talking to people the most. We got a bunch of email questions. We're going to get to them. We have a whole bunch to get to. But I love talking to people first and foremost. So 866-391-1020 is the number. Let's say you're sitting there thinking, man, I want to ask him a question. I would like to throw out my issue. I want some feedback, but... I'm worried people are going to know my name. Just make up a name. It's radio. No one can see you. (laughs) Listen, uh, let's go to the email questions because Barbara asks a question I think is really important. Barbara says, I get irritated at small things like when someone asks too many questions or disturbs me when I'm playing video games. What am I supposed to do? I feel like I've lost control. Barbara. Barbara. I'm afraid that... (laughs) I'm afraid to ask you follow-up questions on this because part of your anger comes from when someone asks too many questions. But, but I think I have some insight for you. I was talking about this today with a group of people. This is real powerful. Look, there's a difference between what I call the cartoon world and the real world. The cartoon world is the world of shoulds. People should not bother me when I'm playing video games. People should not ask too many questions. But here's the reality, Barbara. People do bother you when you're playing video games. People do ask too many questions. So it comes down to this. If you align your expectations with the cartoon world, with the world of shoulds, then you're going to be let down because people are going to bother you while you're playing your video games. They're going to ask you too many questions, or at least questions that you see as unnecessary. And the problem with this is the world isn't letting you down. The world isn't making you angry. It's what you're telling yourself that's making you angry. Look, I I was talking to people today about if you draw a line in the sand, okay, great. If that's what you feel you need to do, draw a line in the sand But I can promise you as a human being that the moment you draw a line in the sand, someone is going to feel the need to cross that line. Not only that, not only that, but the moment you draw a line in the sand, you're going to look for ways in which others cross that line. So once you're set on this is how the world should be, this is how This is what people should believe. This is what people should think. And anyone who thinks, feels, believes, behaves in different ways, well, they must be wrong. And when that happens, you create a cartoon world that sets you up for failure. It sets you up for anger. It sets you up for, well, Barbara, as you're expressing, you're getting irritated at small things. Here's the profound truth. When you can learn to align your expectations with reality, you will find more peace. As long as you are set on demanding, even in your own mind, that others in the world be something that you think it should be, then you're going to be let down. Now look, we live in a world where it's real common, real easy for people to say, oh, I don't like entitlement. Entitlement is wrong, but how quickly do people follow that up with, people should believe whatever I believe. I'm entitled to my beliefs being absolute, and anyone who disagrees is wrong. Think about the arrogance that comes with that. Think about the arrogance that comes with the certainty that in a world with, well, hey, we're in a universe with at least... Two trillion galaxies, each with hundreds of billions of suns and dimensions, maybe as yet undiscovered, that it's so big. So when we talk with certainty about this is the way the world is, and this is what you need to do to believe what I believe, then we really set ourselves up for anger. We set ourselves up for disappointment. I have listened to people. This is a part of my career. I really, I really want people out there to hear this. So imagine this. So just picture this for a minute. Whatever you've done out there, you've mastered what you've practiced. If you're old enough, you've spent 20,000 hours doing something. Whatever you've mastered doing 20,000 hours of, I would be awed from. I'd love to learn from. Here's what I've spent 20,000 hours learning from. I've watched people say with conviction, with arrogance and certainty, I can't believe, I feel sorry for people who don't believe what I believe. Like, literally, they feel sorry. And here's what I've watched. I've watched people who were devoutly religious and I've watched people who were devoutly atheists, and whatever they believe and everywhere in between, people actually, actually feel sorry for people who believe differently. Think about what that actually means. That means that another human being with free will who's grown up in a different uh, psychological state than you have and a different physiological state than you have has come to a different belief. And you're confused by that or confounded by that? What about being uh, interested in learning about that? Because when we lead with humility, everything changes. Hey, maybe, look, you're struggling with family members who believe differently. Maybe you're struggling with a spouse who believes differently. Wherever you are, whatever you're struggling with, I'm here for you. 866-391-1020 is a number. My mission is to bring the world peace and that's what I'm trying to do. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Hey, we're back. We're back. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. If you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866-391-1020. Let's go to the phone lines. Rebecca, you're on Emotional Management. Hey,
2: Dr. Conti, how are you this evening?
0: How you I'm doing well. How you doing, Rebecca?
2: I'm doing okay. Hanging in there.
0: It's been a minute since I've talked to you.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I've been tuning in as much as I can, but I've been listening in tonight and thought of a few things and jotted them down for a couple of the past questions that you had. Um, A couple of spottings that I had, especially for the the last one, you were talking about the cartoon world versus the, the real world. And uh, I thought self-appointed expectations lead to self-induced frustrations.
0: I think that's just a fact. I think that's so true. Talk a little bit about that, though.
2: So you were talking about how, you know, somebody should know not to interrupt someone when they're playing video games. And they should know that, you know, when you get to an intersection, you have the right-of-way if you're in the position you're in. All of those things that you said are should comments that other people should. Know, you're you're setting up that expectation to be frustrated at that point because you're going to have those kind of frustrations all day, every day, for the most part. I mean, in in an average day, think of how many times you could be frustrated if you expect everybody to know how you should be treated or vice versa. You know, all those things.
0: Well, I've had I do uh, something I've done. I learned it real early on. Actually, I learned it as an intern, so I've actually can probably literally say this with uh, honesty that I've been doing this particular technique for 21 years, but I will have people where I do where I say, listen, this week, I want you to go home and just do your best to try to jot down how many times in your own mind you say the word should. And people, Rebecca, people come back the next week, like irrefutably, when I do this technique, they'll be like, I I couldn't even take it. Like after the first hour, I was out of my mind because I say it so much. And it's to me, it is the it's the heart of I love the phrase you use self appointed expectations. This should have happened. Well, it didn't happen. I appreciate that it should have happened. That would have been great, but it didn't. So are you going to deal with the world of shoulds, or are you going to deal with the real world? Because it seems to me wise to deal with the real world.
2: Right. I think it's when we start thinking about things on um, those more smaller terms that we can start understanding them and apply them to those, um, you know, those behaviors that can be such an automatic response. But if you take that moment to stop and, you know, maybe analyze a little bit before. um, Another one that I thought of, in reference to uh, somebody that had a comment about being angry, and when they get angry, they break things. Um, I know. I jotted down symptoms are distressing but not dangerous.
0: So that's a good one, and that's actually a, that's actually really applicable for this because. So I was uh, doing a group in a prison today, and I said to the guys, "Listen, when you have a feeling." It is natural for you to think that you must act on it. Like I must express, I must let someone know how I'm feeling in this moment. But one of the most freeing, um, I believe one of the most freeing things we could ever learn is realizing I might feel this way, but that doesn't mean I have to act on it. And what's so cool about that is it's not about like ignoring your feelings. It's about watching it and realizing that just because you experience it doesn't mean you have to act on it. And it's freeing when that emotion, emotion passes, and you look and you go, oh, wow, I didn't even need to act on it, and I made it through it anyway.
2: Yeah, that's a lot about what we talk about at our Recovery International group meetings is uh, not attaching danger to our symptoms because anxiety can come in so many forms. And if you can truly try and not associate where you know, the, the danger that's you start thinking of those symptoms and where things can go, especially with all the things with COVID going on, it can get, your mind can really work yourself up. So trying not to, uh, you know, not associate danger and not associate the um, the fear in in your thoughts whenever you have certain symptoms. Comfort is a want and not a need. That's my last yeah. one I'll leave with
0: you. No, no, no. I love that. I love that. Comfort is a want, not a need. I want to feel comfortable in this moment, but it just doesn't. And that's okay. It's not the end of the world. Rebecca, you know, I'm looking forward to having you in uh, when all this changes and we're back in the studio. Um, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you tuning in. And I love that group that you're doing, the Recovery International. Um, I think they're just, it's a great thing. So thank you so much. You're always, uh, bless us with some good wisdom. Well, thanks so much for your show, of course, as always definitely. Have a beautiful week. Self-appointed expectations. That's such a great phrase. I love this phrase. Rebecca always gives us great wisdom. This is a wonderful one, self-appointed expectations. And I really want you to think about that. What are the expectations that you are saying? This must be this way, because when you encounter that, you struggle. All right, I want to go to the email. Here's a question I, I reached out and let them know. I'm going to try to get to this question, so I want to hit on it tonight. It says, um, hi, Dr. Conti, I need your help. How can I get um, the mother and son bond back? I believe I've hurt my son so much he doesn't want to be around me. I know it's me because I pushed him away. I got angry, mad, and blamed him for other reasons. I really want to change, I'm, I'm blessed to be here on your page, I need to find change myself. My son wants a father role model in his life, but I can't give him that. Fathers don't grow on trees is what I tell him. Can it be that I'm overweight, or that I don't take walks outside, or could it be excuses? I don't have a name, this is anonymous. Um, But I appreciate this question tremendously, and I I think it's important for me to answer. I'm going to say this with the most love. I have zero judgment. This is just about love. This is about shining light on things. Yes, it's excuses. It is excuses. Look, it is your job, and this is just my perspective, but it is your job as a parent to be the one who is able to put her own Insecurities and needs on the back burner and make the connection with your son a priority. How does your weight have anything to do with the connection you can have with your son? It doesn't, it only has to do with your own insecurities. And look, we all have insecurities, so you're not alone in that. Trust me, we all have insecurities. But here's the part where I'd love to push you, and again, I'm pushing you with love, but I would love to push you to recognize that if your focus is, is there something about me physically? No, the son, your relationship with your son, the connection, that bond, it doesn't matter what you look like. He wants your love. He wants your love. And does he want a father figure? Yes, but it sounds like because maybe you're pushing him away right now. Maybe you are trying to make him Into the father figure that you'd like him to have. And if you're pushing your son into a role that he doesn't deserve because all that he needs right now is to be your son, if that's what you can focus on, you can change that bond. If you can wipe away all of the the insecurities. And maybe, I'm not saying to get rid of them. My goodness, I'm not saying just, oh, hey, just get rid of your insecurities. No, none of us can just get, no, I'm not saying just get rid of them. What I'm saying is, can you have the self-discipline? Can you have the love to say that your son is worth it for you to just at least momentarily set those insecurities aside and say, what does he need right now? What does my son need? Because if what he needs is a, A father figure, I agree, that'd be beautiful, but more than that, he needs love. He needs unconditional love that isn't contingent on whether or not he validates how you look or what you're doing and instead just is receptive to the love you can teach him. You brought him into this world, not vice versa. It is your job. I believe this. I believe this profoundly. Again, I'm not sitting here saying it like, oh, I think you're wrong. No, I don't think you're wrong or bad. I just think that you're missing the mark. You're missing the mark. The mark here is a connection with your son. So instead of focusing on um, all of that other stuff, actually, you said it. You hit the nail on the head in your final sentence. Let me read it again. Or could it be? Excuse- yes, these are excuses. So let's set these excuses aside. Let's focus fully, entirely on what you can do to connect with your son. Whatever it is, whatever's going on, connect with him. Find out what he likes. Find out what he's interested in. Find out what has him feeling this way or that and dial into it. Get to know your son and there are no other excuses. Just get to know your son. Be there for him. He needs you. He needs you. More than ever. Thank you so much for your question. If you want to talk, there's still time. 866 391 1020 is the number. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Hey, we are back. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management. So I do a podcast called Emotional Management. They're like, They're one-minute hits, so if you go to iTunes and you type in either Dr. Christian Conti or you just type in emotional management, you're going to get these one-minute hits. It's basically like a quick story with a lesson. I'm going to give you one right now. This comes from my book. I have a book, uh, about seven books, but this one's called Teaching Stories, 53 Bits of Advice, Random Tales and Half-Told Tales. I'm sorry, I just missed pronounce my own title while i was reading it teaching stories 53 bits of advice random ideas and half-told tales to contemplate and spark personal growth this one's called my wife won't compliment my cooking all right so my wife and i've been married for 20 years but this i wrote this years ago so this says in 14 years of marriage my wife has never given me even one single compliment on my homemade soups After reading that statement, maybe you're thinking she's rude. Then again, maybe you're thinking she's just plain honest and my soup's just not good. The truth is, however, I have never made any homemade soup. (laughs) See, we create assumptions quickly and we run with them. Then we become attached to our assumptions like they are a part of us. We even argue with others over them. How absurd. After all, assumptions are nothing more than unproven information. Try not to make as many assumptions this week, or at least consider being a heck of a lot less attached to the ones you do make. Interestingly, if you do that, you might just also watch the way more peace will seep into your life. Now, which way is that kitchen anyway? I think I'll try to make some... Time to sit down and enjoy whatever delicious food my awesome wife made today. What? You didn't assume I was going to say soup, did you? (laughs) You see, these concepts, this idea of we make assumptions, we run with them. You might have heard, my wife won't compliment my cooking, and based off your background and ideas, you might create a whole bunch of assumptions, but the question is, are those assumptions facts? Well, you know they're not, so why run with them? Why run with them? We run with them because that creates, it creates a sense of certainty, like whatever we see must be truth, but when we lead with humility, when we step back and recognize, maybe there's more, maybe my assumptions are off. So I do a YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube, you just type in Dr. Christian Conti, C-O-N-T-E. You're going to see a bunch of videos. I do free videos for people all over the world. It's 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 cool. It's great. It's a great thing to be a part of. Um, it's a great thing to be able to do. Um, but one of the videos that I made recently, I did a couple. One was instant anger management. The other um, might have been... I don't know, something about anger management quickly, but the point was this, learn to say maybe, because if you really want a truly effective anger management technique, the word maybe is at the top of the list. Now, back in the 70s or the 80s, someone might have told you, count to 10 and walk away, but since then, we have learned a tremendous amount about the human brain and about emotions and about... The reality that if you struggle with something called seething rage, seething rage occurs, by the way, whenever you get mad at an event, no new information happens, then the end of the day comes and somehow you're even angrier because you allowed your mind to get angrier and angrier. That's called seething rage and if you struggle with seething rage then if someone comes along and says i specialize in anger you should count the ten and walk away you look at them and say i don't think you do because to count the ten and walk away for someone with seething rage is a recipe for disaster matter of fact one time i remember working with a guy who when i was teaching about this concept of looks for some people it's best not to count the ten and walk away Because if you have seething rage, so I was teaching them about it. And the guy said, listen, doc, this, this fits for me because one time my girl and I got into an argument and I did what my old anger management person told me to do, which was take a walk. I walked outside. I got so angry that when I walked back in my house, I picked up my television and threw it out the living room window. I said, well, boy, that's, that's, that's exactly seething rage. So counting to 10 and walking away is not smart. What is smart? Well, how about trying this? The concept of maybe. You see, anger is fueled and amplified by certainty. The more certain you are that you would have done things differently, the more certain that you are that others are wrong, the angrier you get. But when you can lead with genuine humility and say maybe, maybe, Maybe I don't have all the answers, and I love and appreciate all the people out there that say, oh, yes, this makes sense, but what I'm asking you to do is to say this in the moment when you are actually angry, because that's the moment when you need it most. That's the moment when you need humility more than you need certainty. And I love that people love to say they understand humility, but humility occurs not in moments when it's easy, but true, true humility occurs in moments when you feel so absolutely certain. And I say feel certain because the truth is that certainty is a feeling. (laughs) That's right. It's not a cognition. So as much as you might think you might be intellectual or academic when you talk about your certainties, the truth is, if you look at a neurological scan of your brain, it's actually emotion. (laughs) That's why we do emotional management. There's so much to learn about all of this. I'm here every single week on Mondays, 8 to 10. I'm Dr. Christian Conti, and I love the time I have with you. Until next time, as always, I wish you much peace.